Welcome, everybody, to our podcast we call So You Think You Can Talent. It's a podcast designed to rethink current talent issues. And today's topic that we are here to discuss is talent acquisition data and the fact that it can be messy, uh, it can be misinterpreted, it can be devoid of details. It's the kind of data that we in talent and talent acquisition love and loathe. And what we're trying to do in the contemporary market is think about how we can organize that data. And thankfully today, I'm excited to talk to my guest who's Derek Johnson. He's a senior software engineer at Sensia. Derek, amongst other things, he's an expert at clearing and cleaning talent acquisition data and talent data and using it to find patterns and insights. So Derek, welcome to the podcast. Hey, how's it going, Dan? I'm doing great, and you? I'm doing fantastic, thanks. Well, th thanks for so much for, for taking some time to discuss this topic with me today. And I know it's not oftentimes the most interesting topic, but I think we can because what much of what you do there at Sensi and your role is to sort of find patterns and insights, right? Yes, absolutely. And yeah, just like you mentioned, the data that comes in is, is super messy and you, we have an amazing data science team that works kind of behind the scenes to link all of it together, to make it clean. Right. And so what we do is we find patterns in that data and we try to expose it in, a, in an application or something to make it easy for customers to see, oh, hey, like, gotcha. we didn't notice that that was happening. Now, like most of the people who will listen to this don't live in this world of talent data and the fact that talent data is messy and it's, you know, in fact, some people listening might not even be aware that talent data requires cleaning. Can you tell us a little bit about like what some of this data could look like before it's cleaned up? Yeah, absolutely. So we get data from many different data sources. And so if you think about like some of the data sources that we, you know, might get data from online, you know, like an Indeed or a LinkedIn or, you know, any of these uh, sources, they're going to be in different formats. They're going to not only going to be in different formats where they might be labeled one thing in one system and labeled something else in another, but they're also yeah. going to be all over the place in terms of just how people spell things. And so right, you may get right. somebody who spells, you know, uh, chief chef. And so, yeah, right. you know, if you're trying to put that data into some kind of context, it's going to be completely, you know, off key, you know, off if it's, if it's, uh, if it's not right. But what we can do is we can look at the context, you know, so from whatever data source we get the data from, we can look at the context around it and then we can, mm. you know, make some assumptions to be like, oh yeah, well, you know, obviously if they're in the culinary arts, they have a culinary degree, uh, they may not have meant chief, they may have meant chef. And chef, so there's, there's right. things like that. So. Right. Yeah, a so, lot of it's, different ways. so it's really about normalizing data like this, right? Yeah. Of a sort, amongst other things, right? So like this let's, let's try to like help me just try to come up with some like real ideas where where clean data can provide some insights. Like for example, yes. topic like, you know, talent migration. You know, yep. we talk about we understand like people are joining organizations or leaving organizations. We're trying to understand what that data is around our attrition. Like what can good data reveal to us about how, where, and why talent might migrate out of an organization or into an organization? Yeah, so having clean data is super important if you're looking at any kind of data patterns, because what you want to do is you want to have some kind of way to link one piece of data to another. So like understanding talent migration, like where people are going to, where they're coming from, you want to make sure you have the right company name. So if you're saying, mm. you know, if, if you're looking at 
you know, one specific company where they're just bleeding talent to a place that you did not expect. You want to make sure that that unexpected place that they're going to is actually correct and standardized and, you know, that we made the right connection to it. So that's why having Mm. the clean data is important. But again, like you, like you said, the, like, once you get the data clean, now everything kind of just falls into place in terms of like visualizations and patterns. You can start seeing like, you know, a large corporation might be losing a lot of talent to a new startup or, you know, a high fast growing company. Mm. So once you see that pattern, you know, those things kind of come up very quickly when you're looking at the data at a high level, then you can start to go even further down. You can use that standardization that we talked about to like say, okay, well, we're lo- that company is losing a lot of talent to this one you know, smaller company. What are they losing? What skill sets? And so having mm-hmm. clean skills that are kind of grouped together, mm. that will bring them up. So you can say like, okay, well, they're losing a lot of this specific skill set, or they're losing a lot of these specific titles, or they're losing a lot of people to this specific industry. And like having all of those mappings and all of that data kind of already linked and already standardized makes a huge difference. Right, because that clean data, especially around skills, it can help us to understand, uh, you know, what skills are coming into an organization if we're looking externally, what kind yep. of skills that we might be lacking from our organization. In the data that you 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 find, are you able to determine, you know, where skills can cluster within the United States or, or globally? Yep. And so, like, how how what? How does that even work? What are you learning? Yeah, so there's multiple aspects of clustering. And, you know, John's team, John Zacharakis, uh, who's kind of been leading our data science team, uh, they do a really good job of using all kinds of machine learning and classification engines to actually cluster skill sets. And so, you know, you have, you know, hundreds of skills that are labeled, you know, across different data sources that can actually all be grouped into one, like, you know, macro skill or something like that. So that's kind of right, the first right set of clustering that um, that we do. And then you're talking about like location, even like thinking about sure. where our skills uh, yeah, yeah. clustered around the US. And so yeah, that's yeah, an, you yeah. know, another thing where having that clean data of, you know, what's the clean location, what's the clean title, what's the clean skills that all kind of group up into this macro uh, skills grouping. Like having all of that data, we can see like where there's a trend where there may be a very high uh, supply of a specific skill set in one location, and then mm-hmm. a very high demand for that same skill set because we can look at jobs data, like what open jobs mm-hmm. there are. And so you can see kind of trends where it might be a market where it's very hard to get into with that skill set because there's, you know, uh, such, uh, you know, such low demand or high demand and, and things like that. And I imagine, like, if you were to drop this kind of data into an organization, say, based in California, you're looking for such and such skill sets. Uh, but yep. most of these skills, for example, are being trained and are being acquired and are being designed out of the East Coast. And so yep. we're now thinking about, you know, if you're going to be hiring these kinds of individuals, you ought to be aware the best talent is located, you know, on the East Coast. And you ought to be prepared to cover relocation or discover yeah. or, or consider relocation as part of your, your talent recruitment strategy. Right. Or even just like if you're looking at a specific company, if they have a very closed, like uh, not hybrid mm. or not remote work type environment, then it's going to be yeah. much harder for them if their skill set is across the country, because, you know, they've kind of like some companies are saying, hey, we're in office only or we're going to be doing hybrid. Mm-hmm. We'd like people to be in the office. And so that makes a huge difference. So, so one of the things that, you know, seeing that pattern can kind of help the company make better decisions or different decisions on, 
you know, maybe we need to open up to a different market or maybe we need an office in that location or maybe yeah, we right. need to be more remote friendly. So a lot of things like that right. come out of those type of patterns. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. And I'm also now thinking too, like we've talked a little bit and we sort of explored a very high level about uh, requiring data for, uh, you know, average talent acquisition. So just average folks like you and me, you know, in the workforce and creating similar data sets around company titles, uh, sorry, around company or, uh, titles, around job titles, around schools, around others. But then there's the realm of the executive data, yes. right? Uh, where we talk about uh, executives, we talk about C-suite, we talk about leadership and others. Like, are you collecting data on those executives too? And if so, like, what are you collecting and what can it tell us about executive behavior or preferences and so on? Yeah. And executives is a whole different ball game. So, you know, we've been yeah. focusing on executives for, you know, a couple of projects recently. And so we look at, a lot of times we look at different things. Like we're looking a lot more at maturity, like how long are these executives, you know, in executive positions? How long are they in executive positions within the current company that they're in? Um, mm -hmm. And then, you know, where, and again, the, going back to the migration, it's, it's even a whole different ballgame with migration because when you have one executive go from one company to another, there's going to be some kind of disruption, right? So right. you're having a vice president leave and now they're going to take a bunch of people with them. So that's going to cause disruption in the company that they're leaving. And then they're going right. to join a new company where now they're going to, you know, put, you know, new people in, in vice president positions or director positions. So they're creating right. disruption there. And some of mm -hmm. these things you can actually see in the data. You can see patterns of, you know, hey, this person left and then a bunch of other people went to that same company with them. So, you know, yeah, right. we're looking at all kinds of different aspects and we're just finding more and more um, not surprises, but just things that are just like, oh, wow, I didn't know that you could actually see this in the in the data patterns. And Well, the, um, the other thing that I'm wondering, too, and I think we were talking about this separately, about um, not only are you able to understand what executives live where and with what organizations and what kind of talent they might also bring with them, but a new layer of understanding how those executives may have specific experience in a company growth. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Yes. So we can. So, like, so, what, does so that, what, what does that mean? Yeah. So one of the things that our, our data science team has done is they're able to create these kind of X factors or these, you know, these different right. uh, labels that we can have on executives where we can say, hey, these people have been part of some specific growth phase, like a series A, or they've been through an acquisition, you know, IPO, right. uh, all these different types of things. And so a lot of times that experience is very important when you're trying to hire an executive. Like if you're part of a company that's looking to do an M&A or a merger and, you know, merger and acquisitions, uh, or you're looking to acquire a company, or you need you know, uh, somebody to, to scale, to grow a company to a new height, you're going to want to know which executives already have those. And so bringing that information quickly to them is, is super important. Yeah. And, you know, and from the, you know, you're coming from that data science perspective, from the recruitment perspective, you know, just like we said, it's that X factor, because if I am looking for a leader to help me get over a certain kind of hump, wouldn't yep. it be great if I found a leader who had that kind of previous experience, right? Yeah. And also even like which industries they come from. So going back to kind of that cleaning and mapping and all of that stuff that, you know, happens with the data, if you can kind of understand which industries have similar, you know, either similar skill sets or similar needs, then you can mm -hmm. even hire from people outside of your current industry that may be mm -hmm. a good, you know, outsider to kind of bring in and kind of change things up and bring some of the experience that they have from that other industry into yours and help it grow. So there's just all kinds mm -hmm. of different aspects to the data that can be helpful there. From where I come in a world where 
I am used to navigating broken data. I'm coming from a world where clean data is 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 new, right? That is to say, if I'm doing a rec- if I'm a recruiter, I'm in talent acquisition. I am creating Boolean strings. I am incorporating poor spelling. I am incorporating you know alternative <laughs> names and those kinds of things in order to help me do my job. And I'm bringing this up because is this new? Is this a whole concept? Like to me, as an end user, I've I've never really yeah. had clean data. So is this new in the marketplace? I think it's becoming, it's starting to become more common because what happens is, is everybody has their own data set, right? If you go to any company, they have their own data set. You know, they're using mm-hmm. some tools internally. So they might mm-hmm. be clean their own data, but then they have no way to link it outside. And right. so what's unique about what we do is that we have so much data from so many different sources that we can mm-hmm. link everything, you know, from your competitors to your peers and to even your own internal data that maybe you haven't cleaned. Like you, like you said, you've worked with data internally at, at different companies yeah. and maybe that's not even cleaned up. So what we can provide, you know, as a service is, hey, we have all of this data that's already kind of been cleaned, standardized, put together. You can even use it internally to make decisions, you know, just in isolation or you can use it and kind of make those linkages to, you know, how are we doing compared to our peers? How are we doing compared to our competitors? Um, so that's where kind of, you know, maybe it's not new because people maybe have have done a little bit of this in-house. But I think what's right. new is kind of, uh, you know, companies like Sensio, where we're able to take all of this data from so many different sources, make all of those linkages, cleaning, connection, all of that, and then provide that as a service where it can link into your own internal service, you know, your own internal systems. Or you can use our system to kind of discover, recruit, or, you know, find these patterns. So if I'm understanding this correctly, the other piece, you know, so we've been talking about hiring external talent and using sort of talent in normative fashions, I suppose, to sort of bring uh, a, a sort of a way of searching this sort of talent externally but where i'm thinking now is internals because you know oftentimes and especially in the face of a world where there are lots of people being let go i don't really think that we're necessarily in the the great resignation anymore but there certainly was a lot of movement and a lot of that was felt because there was not a lot of belief that they could be moving internally yeah and so if we're talking about clean data this kind of opens up quite a bit of opportunity for HR business partners, talent yep. acquisitions, resource managers to now have a much better look inside, right? Yeah, and this topic is very personal to me because I, you know, as many people I've worked as in a large corporation where a lot of times they see people as resources, right? They're just, you know, they're working in their current environment. They make some big right. decisions. A lot of them get let right. go. Maybe this project isn't working. You know, we're going to cut that. And so what we're trying to do is show that there is a lot of hidden talent within companies that they may not even know about. So mm-hmm. I've been in the position where, you know, I've worked with really good people like collaboratively internally on a big project in one of these, you know, gigantic corporations. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden I find out, hey, where is that person that I used to work with all the time? You know, we were they're collaborating right. on something, now they're gone. Turns out, oh, that project got let, you know, that project got shut down. They got let mm-hmm. go. And so when mm-hmm. I go to reach out to them externally, they're like, oh, yeah, I got a new position. I'm at this new company. It's great. You know, what's whatever. Right. And I'm like, man, we've been trying to hire somebody just like you for the longest time. <laughs> and you're telling yeah, me right. that you left and nobody said anything like this happens yeah, right. all the time. Like right. companies just don't understand what they have. They don't take stock and... of what they have. Yeah, right. And then they let them go. 
Exactly. And so for me, that was very personal. It's just like I see people all the time who, you know, either get let go or maybe they had a really good skill set or and the project they were working on just wasn't a great fit. And so mm -hmm. one of the things that we, you know, we can do is because we have all this external data, you know, we can see the talent that some companies have within, but we can also see what are they hiring for. And so we can make those mm -hmm. connections of, hey, you have this team with all these great skill sets, but you're hiring very aggressively in this area for that same exact set of skills. It's like, why can't right. they make the connection of, hey, you're hiring for the same things that you're, you, know, you already have within, or maybe they just let go of a whole team that had that skill set and didn't even realize that they could be uh, you know, used internally. So kind of giving yeah. people the opportunity to go, hey, you know, maybe we're making some big decisions or some big movements. We're changing direction as a company. Let's see who do we have internally that might be able to, to fill those those voids. And I'll tell yeah, you, perfect. one of the biggest issues that these companies run into is they don't know what skill sets they have internally. I know, right. you know from experience, from being asked like, hey, we need you to go fill in this you know, internal tool, what all of your skills are. And it's like, oh, I'm not gonna do that. I already did all that in LinkedIn or I did that all in you know, Indeed or Stack Overflow or GitHub, like all of my information's out there. I don't want to mm -hmm. go fill it in again, you know, when I have so much work to do. And that's, you know, across all kinds of big companies. And so yeah, right. what happens is, is, you know, the big company doesn't understand all of those skills that they have inside, but then external companies like us, we do. And so that's where we can help them and be like, hey, you know, we know you're probably trying to understand the different skill sets that you have internally. We have that data. We can help you with it, um, you know, and kind of make those connections for them. There's a there's a thought that comes to mind, you know, and it has to do kind of with what you just said, you know, as a as a recruiter, we are trained to find the individuals that are looking to leave. We're trying to find the reasons why they want to leave. We're trying to identify them for the talent and make them recognize just how good they are. And isn't it funny that that same message could be realized by their own employers if only they had the information, you yes. know, uh, when we talk about. Um, we, we, in the past month, there have been tens of thousands of people who have been let go from their jobs. And I am not saying that, you know, a company ought not to, you know, reduce headcount as a means to save money. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that oftentimes some of these layoffs are done, um, not surgically, let's say they're yes. just like whole swaths of talent are let go only to that companies and the individual's detriment. Yeah, you know, it's, and as I mean, recruiters, we'll, we're designed to find that talent and pull it out. But wouldn't it be yes. great if those employers themselves knew that, oh, Derek is so great, we should not let him go and, and make more informed decisions like that, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's hard because just not having that internal data makes it so hard for those decisions. Like, because, you know, maybe the people that are making the decisions just aren't equipped, right? They don't have the, mm -hmm. the information to be able to make those surgical decisions where they can say, oh yeah, that person could work with it. And they may not know that, you know, a company like Sensia exists where we can help them and, you know, show yeah. them where those things are within That's right. their company. And it's not just with layoffs. It's just, you know, in pre-layoffs, it was flight yes, risk, sure. right? Because there was so yes. much demand for all of these yes. different skills. There are people yes. who have a higher risk of leaving in those high yes. demand, uh, you know, uh, scenarios. And so we also can find, you know, the information about, you know, what's the average tenure of this role at your company and are people reaching that average tenure? And, you know, is there a high demand outside or, you know, just making some of the connections like that is, is something that we do. I'm, I'm somebody who likes to, to talk of analogies, to speak in analogies, and I'm going to do it here because I'm thinking about, 
I'm thinking about this, you know, this adage of war, war for talent, and it's never stopped, and it's so cheesy, and we say it all the time. It has never stopped. But what the, the, the analogy I'm thinking of at this moment has to do with protecting your own data, and it's, you know, the best offense is a good defense. Yes. And in the world of talent, the best way you can defend yourself is by understanding who exists in your organization and making sure that that top talent is being recognized by you, the employer, and not being recognized by some other organization trying to pull you A competitor. You <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So like defending, defending your top talent is just as important as bringing in top talent, right? Yes. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And what we do is we also believe in people's ability to protect their own data. And so we only use public data. Like if you're out there in the wild, like you have mm -hmm. a GitHub account, Stack Overflow, and you're trying to show your skills or you're, you know, you're on Indeed, you're looking for work, all these different things are, you know, we want to make sure that everything that's public is things that we can include to help people make yeah. those better decisions. And so uh, that's an important and, thing to mention as well. And I, and I want to be clear. I want to be clear. Like, we're not talking about future. Maybe this is going to happen. We're talking like this is happening right now. Yep. This, this technology yep. exists. It's happening now. We might not all interact with it too much, but it's coming. It's happening. And it's real. It's real. You have customers and clients that are doing this right now. Yes. Yep. Okay. All right. I just needed to make sure we weren't talking about some make-believe stuff. Yeah. No, this is... All stuff that we can build out and show, and yeah, it's it's amazing. Do you have any sort of final thoughts or final things that you want to share about this data or or anything you'd want to impart, maybe even to people that are new to data science or or, it, it, or thinking about their own talent data and, and the messiness of it and distributed systems? Anything you want to impart to them or, or share with them as we're sort of talking mm -hmm. on this topic before we finish? Yeah, I feel like one of the things that's been the most fun in working in this space is that I'm constantly surprised at the connections that are made or the patterns that we're able to discover through the data. And so I think as you know, we are in this data economy, the more information we have, we kind of start seeing these things that you never would have thought you'd see. Uh, and one example of something that was kind of surprising originally was like looking at the skills clustering and looking at similar skill sets that happen in completely different roles. Like you may have people within a financial, you know, uh, organizational function who have a lot of experience in finance and where, you know, maybe a company starts to lessen their, you know, their hiring in a finance department and increasing it in cybersecurity. When you start looking at the different skill sets and the skills clustering and making connections between them, you can see that they share a lot of, this, of the same uh, skill sets, like the ability to, you know, uh, filter through data and to, you know, make these connections and all of that. And so what we can do is we can help companies kind of, you know, look at areas where they might be reducing their investment and increasing their investment and also kind of trying right. to make the connections between so they can retrain. Because for, for us and for me, you know, again, personally, you know, helping people so that people can be seen as talent, like valuable, talented people versus just resources is kind of what we're out here to do. And so I right. guess... Yeah, just making sure that people understand that there is a lot of hidden talent out there. And so yeah. we're here to help you uncover it. And that's good. I'm glad you brought it up because, you know, we're just talking here and people, I hope people would love to see this stuff. And I'm sure you'd love to show it. Derek, if they wanted to get a hold of you, where can they find you? How can they reach you? How can they learn more? How could they see this stuff in action if they wanted to? Just head over to Sensia.com. We have product demos that we can do. We can get you set up and 
start showing you what we got. It's uh, it's it's been a lot of fun doing this for for a lot of different people, and looking forward to do more. Cool, Derek. Thank you so much for your time today and for sharing, you know, your thoughts and your insights on on talent data, on cleaning talent data, the benefits of talent data, both externally and internally. There's going to be a lot of cool things coming our way from the work that you're doing. Thank you. And listeners, thank you for listening to us here today. I look forward to another episode of So You Think You Can Talent. Until then, this is Dan signing off. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's it for this episode of So You Think You Can Talent. You can find this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or in your favorite podcast app. And while you're there, please be sure to give us a five-star rating and a review. We'd love it. So You Think You Can Talent is produced by Sensia. And you can learn more about Sensia and how Sensia is enabling the talent of the future at sensia.com.